0: got a rookie, Jeremy. A rookie. So we started to tape the podcast, Jeremy, and we weren't rolling. Whose fault is that? It's the production guy. Yeah, production guy. Hey, big news in the world of Jeremy Booth today. (laughs) Big news. Look at this. Look at that. The book is coming out. It is called Inside the Mind of a
1: Scout. Yeah. Yep. I don't know if How do you feel about this? Well, I don't know if you want to picture it inside my head, but you're going to get one anyway. It's it's a it's a it's a very good, very uh, interesting look in depth at what it means to win. Scouts are coming to watch players play. You know, what are they looking for? What's the goal? What's the upside? Um, What's the idea? What should you be thinking as a parent? You know, how does this all play out? It's, look, there's a lot of questions about this, whether it's recruiting, whether it's scouting. Whether, and those aren't the same things, by the way. But, um, you know, there's some anecdotes in there, home visits I did, times I have with the Brewers and the Twins and the Mariners, and uh, how I the learning process. And it's, it's, it's a good read. I, I've read it a couple times. I'll have the final version on Monday after it's all play, uh, spiced together.
0: Here's what I don't understand. Why have I not gotten an advance copy? To look at, because <laughs> I, I I do have some experience, Jeremy. I've yeah. had people send me rough drafts, chapters of books before they were published to look at. Now, given our relationship, I would have thought that I would be in that same boat. People... Who were, I, I'm not as close to them as I am to you, yeah. and they sent me their books to look at. I'm going to tell you
1: that, you know, I'm just blown away by the fact that there's even a book. Yeah. And, and you know, it, I, it's just been something that's been written over time. It's been pieced together. It started out with an outline of just even how to scout, you know, some basic stuff there. Um, you are on the list for an advanced copy. I will get it. Uh, I received this Monday, and there'll be advanced copies that are put together, and you know, you'll Monday the eighth. But even,
0: then... but even just looking at it for, um, does this work? Does this paragraph? Is it too long? Like, I, I never. It never came to your mind that maybe I, I would be a person I, that you might want to talk to well, about yeah,
1: with the advanced copies done. I, I'm I'm happy with what came out. Okay, here's the all thi- right. Here's the thing about it.
0: Guy writes that- guy writes one book and all of a sudden he thinks he's an expert. <laughs> well, I've read a lot of books. Here's the
1: thing, here's the thing about it. It's not something that um, it's conversations you and I have had. It had to be explained even further. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't something that. Um, I can talk about with the guys at the ballpark. It wasn't stuff you and I've even talked about on television. Sometimes, some we get technical because we just we do that. This was really something for families to take it all the way to the beginning and start over and understand. So when you get to these type of places, the concern isn't there, the understanding isn't there, the focus or is there, and the focus is on ex- on on what the bigger picture could be.
0: Yeah, and in fact, now that I'm reading this promotional um, flyer. Is that what you call it? I don't know. I mean, it's book, book promo. Yeah, it says it's a book promo. It basically says, uh, "Inside the Mind of a Scout" by former Major League Baseball scout Jeremy Booth offers a behind-the-scenes exclusive exclusive behind-the-scenes look into the world of baseball scouting. This comprehensive guide is aimed at easing the anxiety parents and players feel when a pro scout is at their game and to help them navigate the competitive world of baseball with confidence. It's funny that is in there because what do we, what do we, what do we hear and read about? Every draft cycle, Draftitis, right? The right. player who maybe is pressing too much because of all the attention on them. Do you address do you
1: address that in the book yeah. yeah not per not the word draftitis no but we address the draft I mean there's one one scenario where I've talked about a home visit mm-hmm. and I, I talked about a player and I'll, I'll give you this tease there's a okay. player I'm not gonna I am not i did not name the kid because it was not fair to the kid sure but there's a, a visit I went on and I used to always try to get an idea of where a kid thought he fit because if a kid thought he was a first rounder I had him in the sixth round, probably wouldn't a match there's a long way to go right as far as signing a player at the end okay I mean, you're talking about
0: him. you're talking about signability not about yeah. a player's confidence in his no, ability I'm just talking about where he sets because him, so. you know if there's a sixth rounder and he's thinking i'm a first rounder then you know what listen so it, climbing yeah. the ladder a lot of times it's not just about talent it's about what's in
1: here right yeah it is but it's not this this isn't something so much where we're talking about knocking a kid's confidence down this is something about understanding where he fits in the draft right so if it, back then <laughs> You could take a kid in the fifth, sixth round, and if he didn't sign, there wasn't any penalty. But you lost a fifth round pick. You don't want to do that. So you want to make sure that when you took the player, you had him nailed. You had you knew he was going to sign. So what part of my home visit tactic was to get a player to talk about himself? Well, I didn't I didn't positive or negative him. I didn't disagree or agree. It was always about talk to me about your game, talk to me about what you how you assess yourself, and then where do you fit? What do you think you fit in the draft? Well, in this one player, his story is in the book, so I don't mind telling you now. Like, well. This is an interesting story. So the kid says, I said, where do you think you fit in the draft? Or And he says, well, I want a million dollars. And I said, well, that wasn't what I asked. I said, do well, you thought you fit in the draft? I said, the money will take care of itself. Where do you think he fits? And I said, do you think you fit in the first 30 players? He goes, no, 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 I'm not that good. Not, I'm not there yet. I said, well, first 60 players? He goes, no, 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 I'm not there yet either. I said, first 90 players? He goes, no, no, not really. I said, first 100? Yeah, and I stopped. And he goes, yeah, yeah, I'm somewhere in the first 100 players. I said, well where in the first hundred? You said not 30, not 60, not 90. So you're kind of in the back, the last 10 or so? He goes, yeah, I'm a quarter of the back of that. I said, that's like the fourth round. And I said, you just told me you want a million dollars. Well, that's first round money. I said, so you're telling me you're a fourth rounder by your own assessment of where you fit in the country. And you played in the, you've played, you seen the country, because he had. He had been around and seen it. So you tell me you're a fourth rounder, and yet you're asking me for a million bucks. Two doesn't go together. I said, not telling you to make any other choices than what you want, but you can't tell me you want a million dollars and then tell me you're not a million-dollar player. And it was, a, it was a tactic to get to understand the kid. Now, the kid didn't make it. Okay? The kid didn't make it. That's okay. It's, a, it's, a, it's very difficult to make it. He went out and played for a while, you know, went in the third round, very fit, but he didn't make it. Um, and it was, just a, it was just an approach to learn, right? There's another one I did that I talked about how Michael Reed was signed. And I talked about Taylor Youngman, how he was signed. Right. And we start talking about some of the things I learned with the twins and some of the experience I had with the Mariners. So, you know, you get into some of those anecdotes, to kind of bring some of this stuff to life, some of what the terms mean, how roles come together, um, how draft rooms operate, you know, things like that.
0: Here's what I want to know. Who's going to who's going to read the audio book? Who's going to who's <laughs> going to do the audio book? Well, that might be you and me. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I'm allowed to. Well,
1: maybe I could. Yeah, I don't I think you probably be okay. That would be good. Yeah. No, the audiobook is something that Everything mentioned.
0: everything that has like quotes of you talking, you that could be you and then I could do all the other stuff. That,
1: that would be good if we did the audiobook. And it was actually said you should do an audiobook with this. So why that, wouldn't you? Yeah. So. I mean, if people are in the car yeah, listening. Yeah. no, we'll, we'll do That's definitely one to put us on the on the on the Q4. All right. All right. All right. So, a lot has happened since we
0: last talked. The Houston Astros have had a number of injuries. And I hate to beat that... Where's that horse?
1: I mean, I I don't know. I made him glue. Uh,
0: Yeah. We talked about, obviously, the situation where, before the season, they should have signed a veteran starter. And the baseball gods... Jose Urquidy goes down, although it apparently is not too serious. We don't know about Luis Garcia. Urquidy is a shoulder. Luis Garcia is an elbow. I think I'd be more um, worried about the elbow. Yeah. And here we are. The Astros are missing three starting pitchers, and we can point to the point. We can point to the World Baseball Classic for two of those instances. We could maybe point to the way the game is played now with the pitch clock. And, you know, there's, there's this different way guys work. They have to speed themselves up and, and maybe they get more tired uh, or, or tired more quickly. But however you slice it, Jeremy, we're 20, excuse me, 30 games in. And the Houston Astros have some big, big problems.
1: Well, you know, Jason, first of all, I want to say, they didn't have a GM.
0: That's true. That's what Dusty Baker told me in February. But um, yet they were able to re-sign one of their own pitchers, Rafael Montero, and, and go out on a recruiting visit. A doc- recruiting visit. Dr. Bagwell himself. To go get... Jose Abreu.
1: Yeah, you know um, that whole not having a GM thing doesn't work if you can pull that stuff off. Okay, here's here's the deal: Maldonado has not swung the bat real well, which is what he does, right? And the Ironer Diaz getting no bats either.
0: Well, he uh, he did catch he he's caught the lat. I think he caught two games in this series against the Giants. But anyways,
1: Still, it's, it's he's playing sparingly for somebody that sh- that is a top hundred prospect with legitimate offensive skills and ability who is not as bad defensively as he has played at times. There's things to clean that up that no one's just doing with him. So um... – you have a situation where you got a young catcher with a bunch of pop behind the plate. You let Christian Vasquez walk away, and so this guy's now made the club and you're not playing him. You've got a DH position that's been rotating at different times, and if Alvarez isn't in there, then we got some issues because he's got what most of the production from that spot. You got Michael Brantley who's on the way back, which isn't gonna have the strength that we at least shouldn't have the strength, never know what's gonna happen that he had before. It's gonna take him a while to find some kind of rhythm at the big league level, but he should hit. You've got Altuve who's finally on his way back, and this is just the offense, by the way. Altuve, who's on his way back and coming back a step at a time, progressing better than expected, but coming back—not back—he's missed all of April now, right? And then you go to the pitching staff where you didn't address a thing. He didn't really address anything. Now Hunter Brown's been pretty good. He had uh, some some rough outings in spring training. He had uh, some some innings here and there, but you know what? Been pretty good.
0: Yeah, his last one wasn't great against the Giants, but
1: but for a rookie year, it's yeah. been pretty good. You can't turn around ever though and rely on a rookie. You just can't do it. You have to give that guy some support now. If you had addressed a veteran starting presence or problem, like we talked about, even had some depth in AAA you could call up, which tells you they can't, by the way, can't do it, okay? If you had that, then when Orchidi goes down or um, Garcia goes down or McCullers, who hasn't thrown a, thrown the ball you know, in a competitive pitch yet, is down, you have a situation where you can preferably, preferably overcome it. Now, if I remember right, McCullers got hurt the first day of spring training. Is that correct?
0: Um, no, it was actually – it was actually before the official start of spring All right, training. So that's He February. was throwing a bullpen before the guys reported. Yeah, but so, he was in Florida. Yeah, he was in yeah, Florida. Okay, yeah. so
1: in February, he goes down. Yeah. March, April, February. That's two and a half months, minimum. And he's not on the mound yet, right? So we got another month, at least. Lance McCullers has not thrown more than 160 innings in any season. That was one time we did this math, and he averages about, what, 100 innings that we came up with-ish? Yeah. Ish. So that's not a that's not a three starter, but we still run him out like he's a three starter because Lance wants to start. It's not a three starter. Okay. So now you've got McCullers down or Keedy down. Whoever told the Houston Astros non general manager, the ghost that was sitting in there, whoever told the non GM that you could turn around and get through a season with five starters without any of them going down, man, I want to know. I want to be part of that conversation. I'd love to see Jim Crane sit square him up. How's that work? Does like Crane turn around and, and look at like the? So, he, we can't hear you. Sorry, we can't. does he turn around like and look at like the wall and be like, how could you tell me there was only five starters is all we ever – does he do that? Does he talk to – hey, Dusty, how could you tell me that Marlon to go out there every single day? We didn't need any more middle infield depth. Maurice Dubon's played well. David Hensley has not. Okay? So you have a situation where you didn't address things that were obvious to address. And, and look, they still got through playing 500. And we said – April, five hundred. May five fifty. And then, then we'll see. Meanwhile, one of this one of us in this room said there was another contender in the AL West who might be better than people thought. That would have been
0: the Arlington team.
1: Arlington Club. And yeah. I'm not saying they're gonna run the run the game. No, gamut. they're
0: right now they're two games up on the yeah, Astros.
1: I'm not saying they're gonna run it. I said they're gonna be better than they than they than uh than we thought, and they were gonna be they were gonna be in the hunt. And they might be now. That type of team in Arlington right now it still fades, fades away towards the end. Nothing against them; they're not quite there yet. It fades towards the end. If Jacob DeGrom can't stay on the mound, which seems to be a consistent issue with him now at this point, to you know the point of McCullers levels, if he can't stay on the mound, it's a major issue, a major problem with all that money they gave him. That said, the Astros have some fort- have some fortifying they still need to do, and now they have nothing else to do it in. There's nothing else they can trade from the system except for you know the young spectacular. Overwhelmingly talented Coily.
0: Well that's not entirely true. They they do have some other pieces. Whoa. Who Justin Dearden? No. He was the darling of spring training, great. Jeremy. That's great. <laughs> and and just to just to for fact's sake, they have six starters. Who? Right, they came in with six starting pitchers.
1: Are you counting McCullers as six? Yes, I'm not. So that's where we are. I get it. Just because Fromber,
0: Hunter Brown, Javier Urquidy, Garcia, and Lance. So they went in thinking we've got six starting you know pitchers. No, I'm a
1: starting pitcher too. They got seven. Look, you can say Lance is a starter, and you like him in certain situations, but you know it's funny. I was talking to an ex big leaguer, ex big league pitcher yesterday. Got, okay. You know, called me for about an hour. We just I don't know how we were on the phone about an hour, but we talked for about an hour, and he said. He talked about us in the playoffs, you and me. Okay, me and you. Okay, yeah, and he yeah. talked about us in the playoffs, and he talked about the prediction about when we were on air. And I was like, man, it's got to be Christian Javier tomorrow. And it was like, no, it's Lance McCullers. And I was like, what? <laughs> okay. You know, and then they go into game three, and he does it. We rain out. Remember we rained out, and then we had a day. And I'm like, man, they got to go ahead and run Javier out there now. Nope, Lance McCullers tomorrow. And I said to you, He's going to get shillelagh. Didn't I tell you that? <laughs> it's going to get nasty. <laughs> I don't know if those are your exact yeah, words, well, but I mean but... It's, it's 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 on YouTube for and, and yeah, yeah. For oh posterity. no. Oh, it's yeah. there. But it was like this isn't the guy in this spot. I'm not killing him. He's got he's 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 a, got value. He's nowhere near what he was before because of the injuries. That'll beat you up, but he's he's got value. It's just not as a three starter. You know, he's a guy that the thr- he threw took those 100 innings and threw 80 impact innings. He's a guy that really helps your bullpen. I might give you a spot start here and there. Maybe he's some depth, but he's not a guy to run out there every every five days.
0: All right, so I've been trying to come up with something new for the podcast. All
1: right.
0: I feel like the game that we played of naming your former teammates did not go well. Why? Because I got them all? We got them every single time, <laughs> within, within three clues. Okay. And I really haven't gone through all your scouting reports. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of them, but I don't know if people are that interested to read about the Oh, say 230th player on your list. Probably
1: not. I don't know if I'm interested in reading the 230th player on my list. Anyway.
0: So, I'm thinking maybe there's a phrase. I think we use it once in a while. You use it, I think. Okay. Pump the brakes.
1: Yeah, I say that. Let's pump the brakes.
0: So if you're down with something... Just don't say anything, but but if if you are against something I'm going to say, say pump the brakes. All right. And that means that I've got extra work to put in a screeching brake noise like this. <laughs> All right. Max Muncy, Dodgers, 12 home runs, leads Major League Baseball and Homers. Will he lead them at the – will he lead Major League Baseball and Homers at the end of the season?
1: Ooh, good question. Um – You'd
0: think this would be more no. rapid fire. No, no. You don't say no.
1: What do you say? Pump you the, pump the <laughs> my turn. I got it. Okay, do it again. Do it again. I Max get it now. Muncy. I get it now.
0: Max Muncy leads the Major the League breaks. Base. Max Muncy <laughs> leads Major League Baseball in home runs with twelve. Pump it. Will he will he lead Major League Baseball in home runs at the end of the season? Pump the
1: brakes. Yeah. All right. I like that. That was good. My fault. That's my fault.
0: Yeah. Here's a here's a uh the
1: Emmys, Jason. That's you
0: yankees gm brian cashman says don't count us out don't give up on us pump the
1: brakes (laughs) i mean you saw me in the tunnel last year and they walked right by we have a shot nope No, you do not. You know, no, there, no, there's a lot of changes that happen in New York. And, and look, Brian Cashman, I think they're hard on Brian Cashman, but he's been there 20 something years now, right? I mean, he's been there a long time. And so I think he took over in 98 for Bob Watson. Is that correct? I believe so. So that's 25 years in, in the chair. So that's a long time. Like the guy's got, you know, some wins and some, some losses and some kind of break evens. And, you know, it, it, I don't know that you, you tell a guy who's been doing it 25 years, he doesn't know what he's doing. You know, at the same token, there's been some some you know some uh, course correction that needs to happen. They haven't taken yet. That organization and, and and Aaron Boone is you know he's the manager. He's got to work with the front office. He's got stuff with the players. You know, Aaron does a good job of be really being positive with his guys. Does a good job of of being accountable with his guys. Set talks around things a lot. You know, that's we've seen that firsthand. Yeah, I'm
0: something sorry. about the wind with yeah, the yeah, minute made yeah. with the roof I, open.
1: But Aaron, but it's not Aaron either. Aaron's good, Aaron's smart guy. He's a good manager. It's it's there's there's a, a something missing that Cashman and company are listening to and how they're playing the game. And I'm gonna leave it there. And if that that accountability lies with Brian Cashman, I'm okay with it. But as far as not counting them out, pump the brakes.
0: All right. Here's another one from also from the Athletic, Ken Rosenthal. This is from a while ago, a couple of weeks ago. This is it. How Jared Kellnick adjusted body and mind to live up to the hype. Jared Kellnick is off to a very good start with the Mariners. Yeah, you think you think he's figured it out?
1: I think that what he did was he got away from some of the um, swing flaws and pressure that was happening there, which him was largely mental. Mm -hmm. You know, think about Jared Kellnick. And I've spent very limited time with him, and I have—it's been—it has been some—is that Jared was always anointed. He's anointed, and when you're anointed by everybody, there isn't a whole lot to fight for. Now that doesn't mean that he didn't take the approach of trying to be aggressive. What it means is that he believed in himself, and sometimes over t- too much, and then listened to the wrong people at times too. That just happens when people try to put their stamp on you. He reminds me of JD Drew. And J.D. was a very, very talented player that never got all of his ability out of him, but he was good enough to play for a long time and have some really good seasons. He also made some money. Dodgers paid him. Cardinals paid him out the window. Um, You know, the Red Sox paid him. I mean, he played for the Braves, too. So he was in pretty good places, you know what I mean? Um, I think Kellenick's approach, I think the the body, I think the way he's doing it reminds me a lot of J.D. He's going to be a good player. Does he hit 40 home runs? I can't tell you that. Does he hit 20 and hit 275? Yeah, I think that's probably a good player.
0: From The Athletic, the Astros Player of the Month, or what they call the Employee of the Month, for this past month, the first month, Kyle Tucker. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's it. All right. That's the tweet. That's the tweet. Milwaukee Brewers, fourth best team in baseball, power rankings. Pump ranks 18 and 10.
1: Pump it. Pump them hard. Let's see. A um, lot of season left. I'm not a believer yet. Not discounting them, I, you know. I, it's interesting. Matt Arnold's at the helm. or Stavis Stearns has stepped aside. Um, Council always has a way, has a good way of getting the most out of his players too. I think they've gone a little bit back the other direction. I think baseball's starting to course correct a little bit. So, um, you know, I think I don't think Andy Haynes is there anymore as a hitting coach. I think they got rid of him and somebody else is in there. I don't quote me on that, but I think I remember that. So, um, you know, they, they've got some work to do. They're good right now. Uh my pick in that division will be St Louis till they tell me otherwise.
0: Arnold says we have a great culture going right now yeah okay
1: I, I mean okay,
0: all right, so what do you got going on now once the book comes out, you've got to start doing player selections for your for your yeah. big major event, right yeah, so
1: we've got. 39 events now with softball between now and the middle of July. Oh, I
0: didn't even think about softball.
1: Softball's brand new. we got a pretty good crew. Been on some calls with them. We've also hired some regional directors. They're spread out throughout the country. We'll end up with 20 So that's pretty good too. That gives us a a nice uh, reach as far as who players out there and organizations out there to be part of it. Have some other deals in the pipeline, some of which you and I have shared offline. I cannot share them right now on on, on camera, but um, it's a big step for us going forward. Um, FSS Plus, which is uh, the, the writing arm of Future Star Series Digital, is doing really well. Uh, thanks for you, thank, to, thank you to all of those of you that are reading it and uh, you know, checking out the website and the stories and the organizational content. So that's been good. Jason Churchill and, and Joe Doyle have been doing a good job there. Mike Ashmore, of course, and, and the stuff he does directly for the players. So it's just been an interesting time as we go forward. Um, the big league lens is so valuable. You know, we, you, We're going to get back to the ballpark. I know you've been around Minute may a little bit. We yeah. have got to get back to They Minute keep Maid. asking,
0: where's Jeremy? Well, not really, Dana. but I'm, I know they're
1: thinking it. Dana, they're not. Dana. They're not at yet. Yeah, Dana probably. Dana is. does. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to get out there and uh, and go see my buddy Chris and um, mm-hmm. get over to the stadium and 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 see some games and we'll start talking about it before and after. Maybe do some some post game. Um, keep keep the chops ready for the All Star game and draft and and the postseason because they'll go back to the postseason.
0: Dream scenario, Jeremy Booth. Dream scenario. I'm living it. Who? <laughs> Sorry. One person you could pick one person to do your audio book. Who would it be?
1: Jason, come on. That's you. No, 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 it is. And the reason why it's you, no. is the reason why it's you.
0: Like Denzel Washington. Nah, I'd pick
1: you because I would pick I would pick somebody who could work off the story with me that understands how to stay in rhythm. And yeah. I think somebody who's got experience in doing those type of things, I mean, let's face it, I mean, you know, I give you a little bit of a hard time, but, you know, the 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 accolades I get for being a scout and, and for being a baseball guy, you know, you blow them away with the Emmys. I mean, you're really right. good at it. So, when it comes to to our chemistry and our time you know when it comes to that that's something i'd want to do with you i thought about bringing in daniel gotera mm. some-
0: yeah, yeah i noticed that you um yeah, posted can you, can you that, that picture <laughs> again
1: <laughs> <laughs> i was just gonna
0: say oh no he loved oh it. no
1: i said it to him We loved it. I like, yeah, yeah no he, he did that was good you know that was pretty good it was right timing so um yeah no I, I think you and me will do the audiobook i think there's um you know there's some there's some stuff that's it may come up for me Uh, pre-draft and and, you know some analysis and I'm still thinking if I want to do that I'm pretty happy with the rhythm of the life right now Mm -hmm. you know I'm really good with it so um, focusing on what we're doing focusing on on on, you know you and me bringing a good product together team deliver stuff on baseball Astros are giving us a lot to talk about good and bad draft is coming up for them I do think it'll be different this year with how they're going about it I don't think that um, it's going to have Dana stamp on it let's say that so excited to see where that's going and uh, the book comes out in a couple weeks
0: Every series in baseball is important. I'm not going to minimize anything. But for the people in Seattle, with the Astros going there this week, and I know Seattle hasn't performed as well as the people in the Pacific Northwest would want thus far, but, man, I got to believe the Mariners and their fans are thinking, okay, these Astros right now, they're ripe for the taking. They're ripe. They they are. This is this this is our time. And man, I'd be shocked if there aren't huge crowds for this series in Seattle. And and I'm guessing like the Mariners are licking their chops right now.
1: Yeah, the Mariners need this series though. They need to do some things to get themselves playing in the right direction. They've had some moments and they've had some not so good moments, and they need to get themselves moving. Uh, the Astros need to get through the month of May, playing 55 you know, um, 550 baseball, okay? 500 in, in April, almost exactly, right? One game up, right? You need to get through May playing, you know, 550 baseball. If they do that, they'll win the division because by then everybody's going to be back. And McCullers is going to be in his window of four months where he can give you the innings you need throughout the course of that time and stay on the mound and rehab and then go in the postseason and go to the bullpen where he belongs, right? So um, I think they're going to be in a good situation, uh, I think if they can get that far, they have to do it. The Mariners, however, though, do need their wins. You know, the range, People are going to fight because if you get the Astros healthy and they're still on the hunt, they'll win the division. and They'll win it easily.
0: By the way, how about Patrick Wisdom? Eleven home runs. Yeah, he's uh, pump the brakes. <laughs> you no, know. so, great story. But you know what? Those are the guys you root for. Yeah, I haven't in the in the in the fa- in the in the sense that here's a guy that's been around for a long time.
1: Cardinals took him, right? Uh, yes, yes, yeah, fourth yeah. round.
0: Ish. Sound right? I think. Yeah. 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 I had him.
1: I had him in. Yeah. All like right, the, everybody. All right.
0: Well, uh, that's going to do it for another extra bases. We're still trying to work out the studio and the setup, the camera face fronting, front front of our faces. I think is much better than than before. And um, if you have any questions, suggestions, we want suggestions. Should we go back to Jeremy's? Should we go back to Jeremy's old old scouting reports? I mean, I could start combing through them again I I probably need a little bit more uh, probably need a little bit more uh, research on that but anyways um, this thing is fluttering fluttering, so that's going to do it for the podcast Till next time we'll talk to you later